When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another edition, episode of the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. My name is Michelle St. Patrick Hewitt, one half of the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. And welcome to another quick one. Another quick one, just looking at another issue within West Indies cricket, kind of giving you the, the 411 on the issue and allowing you, the, the audience, the supporters, the fans, whatever you want to call yourself, allowing you to kind of weigh up the evidence and decide what's the next best step for West Indies cricket. Before we do that, though, as ever, all of the admin, if you're watching it on YouTube, you can see what's scrolling at the bottom. Please like, share, subscribe, help us on the road to 4K YouTube subscribers. I think we're about 50 people away now from 4K. So if this is the first time you're ever watching the Caribbean Cricket Podcast video, do press subscribe, do like, do share and help us on that journey, help us on that road. Of course, not everybody is watching this on YouTube. Some of you are listening to this when it drops on the audio podcast platform of your choice. Either way, you can find us on at the following handle, at Carib Cricket on Twitter and Instagram. We're also on Facebook. Just search Caribbean Cricket Podcast on Facebook and you can find us there as well. If you're one of the many people who's recently become a patron uh, of the Caribbean Cricket Podcast, first and foremost, thank you so much. Every little bit helps. But if you head to www.patreon.com forward slash Carib Cricket, you can become a, a paid supporter of the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. Sometimes people get frightened by that word pay. They're like, I don't want to pay for this. Like, I like that it's free. But just as little as two pounds, two dollars, two rupees, two yen, two euros, whatever your particular currency is, you can just show your support, I guess, is a best way to say for what we do at the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. We, As I always say, we have no sponsor still. <laughs> 2023, we have no sponsor still. But... We try to get by on the, the support of any of the, the fans, followers, supporters, etc., to kind of just help us keep going. Maybe one day buy us both a coffee and so on and so forth. Some news as well on the horizon. We are in the midst of the next merch drop. At the moment, as I'm recording, and those of you who are watching on YouTube, you can see that I've got the Caribbean Cricket Podcast hoodie on. The next merch we're going to drop is the Caribbean Cricket Podcast test cap. So I'm just in discussions at the moment with the with the merch company that I work with or work. I was about to say work for work with um, where I've given them the, the design. So I'm just waiting for them to get back to me to price it all up, etc. So do make sure you go to our website and obviously on our handles, www.caribbeancricketpodcast.com. 
and the news should drop hopefully in the next week or so the kind of price that you're going to be looking at when these uh, test caps drop so do 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 support if you want one, particularly if you're somebody who actually plays the sport. You may want a Caribbean Cricket Podcast test cap, or you may just want to wear one, you know, out and about. Get in touch with me, and uh, I'll let you know what the prices are as and when they become available. But this this, this, um, this particular episode, people, what are we here to discuss? And I guess I wanted to do a really quick, I always say really quick, I want this one to be no longer than 20 to 25 minutes, but I wanted to do a really quick video just looking at what, what I guess, what's the next best steps to take with regards to West Indian permanent head coach? We must, of course, remember that we already have a temporary coach. So, or interim coach is probably the best word to use. Um, Andre Coley has been appointed as the interim head coach. He will take charge for both the Zimbabwe tour and the South Africa tour. The South Africa tour will end or series, uh, full format series or all format series will end around mid-March, around the same time that there should be the announcement as to who will be the next Cricket West Indies president. At that point, we are expecting the formal announcement of who of who the next permanent West Indies head coach is going to be sometime by the end of March, possibly. It may well be Andre Coley, but I'm doing this video on the presumption that it's not going to be Andre Coley. I'm doing this video under the presumption that at best, Andre Coley might be included in the backroom staff to work with the next head coach. And probably more likely, Andre Coley will go back to whether coaching a coaching and helping with the West Indies Academy, where he's doing some good work along alongside the likes of the Chris Brabazons, the Graham West, and so on and so forth. But that notwithstanding, let's start here. If when we're, when we're looking at this notion of who should be the next West Indies men's head coach, I think you have to put, as always, I'm always big on the put some context, uh, put some meat on the bones first. These are all the permanent head coaches since the year 2000. It's now 2022. So this is all of the permanent coaches we've had and their records. 2000 to 2003, Roger Harper, win percentage 39. 2003 to 2004, Gus Logie. Win percentage 37. He also won the Champions Trophy in England in 2004. 2004 to 2007, Bennett King. Win percentage 30%. 2007 to 2009, John Dyson. Win percentage 29%. 2010 to 2014, Otis Gibson. Win percentage 38%. T20 World Cup in 2000 and... 12. 2015 to 2016, Phil Simmons, win percentage 32%, World Cup, T20 World Cup won in 2016. 2017 to 2018, Stuart Law, win percentage 34%. I mean, does Richard Pybus count? One series? win percentage 30 wait what one series i've got richard piper's win percentage 36 oh yeah he had the um t20 series and the odi series as well so richard piper's 2019 only um and a full, full format series versus england win percentage 36 percent and then lastly phil simmons 2019 to 2022 win percentage 36 percent so what are the key takeaways from me giving you that data what 
shows you is in the last 22 years in which West Indies, generally speaking, have been a poor team in nearly all formats of cricket, give or take the fact that we won the 2012 and 2016 T20 World Cup. But the West Indies, for the large part of those 22 years, have been a poor international cricket side. We've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine permanent coaches in that time. Their range of win percentage goes from 29% under John Dyson to 39% under Roger Harper. The point being that I guess why I start with those stats is that's the that's the parameters we're working with him. All West Indian fans, no matter who they call to be the next head coach of the West Indies men's team, are they expecting that head coach to do anything outside of the norm? The norm being a win percentage between 29% to 39%. If you are a West Indian fan, media pundit, stakeholder, etc., anyone who's got a vested interest in the game, if you are one of those people and you're willing to accept that the need, the, the kind of norm for West Indies cricket is to be subpar, you therefore have to accept that it doesn't really matter who you call as head coach. Whether they, no matter which head coach you go for with level three qualifications or possibly even a level four or something higher, the metrics, or not the metrics, the the environment within the environment that head coach coaches within, pretty much means that they're not passing a win percentage of thirty nine percent. They're going to fall somewhere within that twenty nine to thirty nine bracket because that's what history teaches us. Now, of course, some of you listening to this will say nonsense, Michelle. Absolute nonsense. If we get the right head coach, they can break boundaries. They can create and they can cause a paradigm shift and they can cause the West Indian side to soar again. Me personally, I don't believe that. But my challenge to those who say, yes, if we just get the right head coach, things will change. Who is that person? Where are we going to find them? Where do they reside? Because then the next criteria is, are we going for a West Indian? Ricky Skerritt, when he became Cricket West Indies head coach, not head coach, president in 2019, said we sh- that he wanted to, he implemented this idea of the West Indian first policy. And in a nutshell, for those who don't know what that is, or, is the, or if this is the first time you're hearing of it, he basically said that where a West Indian has the appropriate qualifications, West Indies should appoint the West Indian first before going overseas to look for someone else. In my heart, I get it, and I kind of agree with it. And that was essentially the premise that led to Phil Simmons uh, taking over as head coach because they wanted a they wanted the appropriately best qualified West Indian to get the job. And at the time when Phil got the job, it was deemed that Phil was the most appropriately qualified West Indian to take over the West Indies men's side. There are some within the region who will say, forget whether they're West Indies, just get the best man for the job. My thing is this, in the last 20 years, 22 years, we've gone down the overseas route four times. Bennett King, John Dyson, Stuart Law, Richard Pybus. And none of them, first and foremost, none of them have won a trophy for us. 
the when we've won trophies 20, 2004 champions trophy gus logie 2012 t20 world cup otis gibson 2016 t20 world cup phil simmons so none of these overseas coaches that we've had in the past have won us anything or won us a trophy and their win percentage whilst being head coach hasn't been anything to write home about in the context of what west indian head coaches have done so there is a part of me which hears people say, get the best person for the job. But that doesn't necessarily mean that best person for the job means that person resides overseas. I'm not saying we shouldn't go overseas, by the way. I'm just saying that the evidence and when I go and look at the evidence of the last 22 years, and that's the kind of time frame I've gone for, there's nothing to suggest that the answer necessarily lies overseas. Because as most of you will know by now, if, you, if you're if you keen kind of supporter, follow the Caribbean Cricket Podcast, we have a broken system. There's only so much incremental or marginal gains that any head coach can make with our system because as much as we've got a talented base of players, they're so raw that we're having to coach them on the job. We're having to coach deficiencies out of them on the job at the highest level possible. And I don't care what head coach you are. I don't care what credentials you've got. You give, you give, Brendan McCullum, our side, he ain't doing no baseball. When you've got the kind of Caribbean tools at your disposals, i.e. limiting factors, because our tools are limiting factors to our cricket, you could have the best coaching techniques in the world. There's only so far you can go. That's my personal theory. So with that in mind, when I was looking at, when I was looking and I was thinking, right, who are, what are our options? Who can we go for? What are the possibilities? This is how I've narrowed it down. If you listen to elements of the media and certainly elements of the fan base, they would say, go for Shiv Shandapal and um, uh, Kirtley Ambrose. I'm not going to give an opinion on this. I'm just going to talk about what people are saying right now. Shiv Shandapal and Kirtley Ambrose. What's the pros? So I am giving an opinion. What's the pros? Shiv is level three trained. So Shiv has the requisite qualifications if that's what it's about, right? Shiv, Shiv with Kirtley alongside him and Andre Coley, which I think some people forget. So that Jamaica Talawar side that won CPL just gone, that coaching setup was Shiv as the head coach, um, Andre Coley is the assistant, and then Kirtley was there. I don't know what Kirtley's official title was. I don't know if it was bowling coach, but he was there as well. Because the Talawars won against all the odds in CPL, and because I think possibly of recency bias, a lot of people are getting behind the kind of Shiv bandwagon and they're saying, give the job to Shiv. Me personally, I think I've said it on previous podcast episodes, if I was Shiv, I'd run a mile. And I don't mean run a mile, never take the West Indies job. I mean, run a mile, just don't take it now. I'm not convinced personally that Shiv should want to take it now. Obviously, if West Indies come calling, he's a proud West Indian. He served West Indies with distinction. I'm sure he'd answer the call. But if I'm Shiv right now, and if I'm give, if I'm offered the job, I'm personally thinking long and hard and probably saying no to it because I don't think it's the right time with where our teams are at. We're, we're basically on a massive rebuilding job again. Um, when we get a new head coach. Now, some coaches would say, oh, that's a good thing. That's a great base to start from. It's almost like um, it's almost like a blank, a blank slate. 
yeah, but a blank slate in front of an unforgiving Caribbean public. And remember, what's the first task for any Caribbean? What's the first task for any West Indian men's coach that comes in trying to get us to the World Cup and probably through the World Cup qualifiers? It's no easy job to take on. So if we're talking West Indians, Shiv, I think, is in the pole position for a lot of people. But there's some other names I think should be in consideration. Andre Coley would rightly say he is qualified. One Super 50 with Wimwood Islands in 2018 um, was part of the coaching team set up for the Talawas that just won CPL. He's been part of the system for a long time, knows the system inside out, is currently with the West Indies Academy, so has a lot of knowledge of the talent coming through the system. So some could say, well, go for Coley. Go for Andre um, uh, Go for Andre Coley because at least he knows the system and has played, developed and worked on developing a lot of the players coming through the system. When we had Jerome Foster on our show looking at Andre Coley a few weeks ago, um, Jerome Foster made the very good point that Coley was the head coach of the Jamaica Scorpions when Jermaine Blackwood made his way back into the West Indies test side with a more resolute and... um, uh, composed way of batting. Uh, Coley was the head coach of the Scorpions when Nkrumah Bonner got his way into the West Indies Test squad, when John Campbell worked his way back into the West Indies West Indies Test squad. So there's certainly some there's certainly some like evidence to suggest that Coley's got something about him, right? So some would say stick with him. If we're looking at other West Indian coaches with the requisite qualifications there's an argument to say go for Floyd Reefer. Some might remember that Floyd Reefer was the in after when Skerritt became president and they got rid of Richard Pybus, Floyd Reefer became the interim coach between Pybus and Phil Simmons taking it. And obviously Floyd Reefer took us to the World Cup in 2019. Obviously we had a shocking World Cup. We only won two games. But Floyd Reefer has the requisite qualifications, has worked with like the West Indies A team and um, the emerging teams. And so I think he was the head coach on the West Indies emerging team, won uh, Super 50 in 2019. So there's also an argument for a Floyd Reefer. Again, would would probably be underwhelming for a lot of people, but I'm saying he has the requisite qualifications. Donovan Miller, we've we've had him, I think it was episode 71 of the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. We had him on the show in the last month or last month or two months on the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. He's actually got a level four qualification, highly recognized um in England for his coaching work. Not really known about as much in the Caribbean, despite being part of um the setups in CPL, the St. Kitts side and Nevis Patriots side that won in 2021 CPL, etc. So Donovan Miller technically is the most qualified West Indian available. Have West Indies sounded him out? So that, that's another option. You could even go left field. You could go left field and go down a route like a Darren Sammy. Again, none of these people I'm suggesting, am I saying we must definitely do this? I'm just saying they're options. So you could go left field. You could go for someone like a Darren Sammy and say, well, you know what? Sammy was just coaching in CPO, uh, the St. Lucia side. He's head coach of them. He's done some head coach stints for um, Peshwari Zalmi uh, in the, is it Peshawar? Peshawar? I can't remember what they're called. Uh, Zalmi, though, uh, in, in Pakistan. Um, he's a former West Indies two time. T20 World Cup winning captain, 
Um, he's well respected around the region. So they could go completely left field and say, you know what? Let's bring in Sammy's unifying voice for the team. Would Sammy want to do it? Doubt it, but it's a left field option, but without the requisite coaching qualifications to suggest they should go down that route. There's, of course, other names. If you look at like, if you look at the most recently completed uh, domestic competitions, there's um, uh, who uh, the, Vaz, uh, who just won our four day champ, the Pride. So Vasbert Drakes, I believe, is the Pride um, head coach. They just won the four day champ. Um, Super Fifty was won by the Scorpions. They they were coached by Andrew Richardson, I believe. So again, you can maybe look at well. Yusin Crandon won five in a row for Guyana in the first class uh, championship, Red Bull championship, has been part of West Indies setups in the past as part of like the backroom staff. So again, there's there's people, there's people out there. There are West Indians out there who technically, if we're going to go West Indies first, there are options. By all means, if you're watching this on YouTube, get in the comments below. Let me know what you would do, why you would do it, who you would choose, etc. But then on the flip side, you've got the overseas option. Now, obviously, lots of people are saying, well, if Mickey Arthur is part of the independent review following our world, uh, for following the World Cup debacle in Australia in 2022, why not just sound Mickey Arthur out? He's coached enough teams, coached Pakistan, coached Sri Lanka, coached in English first class cricket, coached this team, coached that, coached South Africa, coached enough teams. Um, has a history of developing and bringing players through. So I'm sure there's a groundswell of opinion to say, well, sound out Mickey Arthur. Again, I've got no strong opinions on it. I'm just saying that there is. this is what's out there. This is what's floating around in the ether to say, what about this person? <laughs> Some people are saying things like, go sound out Justin Langer, go sound out Ricky Ponting. And I, I want people to, I just want to say them on that, stop all that, people. Because what money do you think West Indies have? And this is the other thing that people need to take into consideration. We know Cricket West Indies are not flushed with the cash. So for us to get a top, 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 top tier coach, where's the money coming from? My personal theory is, the counter to that theory, sorry, is find the money. But I think the reality of that theory is, where is the money coming from? Where would West Indies find, Cricket West Indies find the money to pay a top, top super recognized transformational head coach and even if they are do does that person even if they took a job in West Indies cricket uh, is the environment and structures around them enough for that transformational skill set that they bring to really bear fruit so I guess what I'm saying in a roundabout way is is it worth cricket West Indies finding whatever little nickels they can find down the back of the coach, couch, sorry, the, the dollars under the bed. Is it worth them doing that to go all out to get one of the top coaches in the world only for that top coach to go, well, boy, I can't really work in this structure. This structure don't make no sense. It, 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 I, I'm hamstrung by what's around me. I can only do so much. I can only get to a 39% win percentage because the system don't help. So is it really worth, in that context, Cricket West Indies spending top dollar? But that notwithstanding, of course, there is an option for West Indies to look at an overseas head coach. And again, for those watching on YouTube, even if you're not watching on YouTube, if you're listening to the podcast platform of your, cho of, of your choosing, hit, hit us up. 
at us at Kyle Cricket, Twitter, Instagram, who would you go for? Message in the comments below on YouTube. Even if we went for an overseas head coach, who are the who are the realistic options? We've done Bennett King before. At the time when we got Bennett King, everyone said, oh, this is a seriously good Australian coach. Win percentage, 30%. We've done John Dyson. At the time, everyone said, John Dyson, this is a seriously good Australian coach. He's going to move West Indies forward. Win percentage, 29%. We've done Stuart Law. Oh, Stuart Law, he's a really good Australian head coach. He's going to move West Indies forward. Win percentage, 34%. We've done Richard Pybus, who some people in our region think is Jesus, win percentage 36%. So I hear the people who go, go overseas, get the best person possible. We've done that before and it ain't changed anything. So who really can we go for that we are genuinely in our hearts saying they're going to make the difference? And then I'll leave you with this final little point, because I can see that I'm looking at the time. 25 minutes is coming if it's not already hit. Final little point. My per and this is my personal opinion now. Whatever we do, I think West Indies should split the roles. I do not believe that if you, I don't think any one head coach can improve West Indies across both formats at the same time. I would split the role. So this is my answer now. I would give a West Indian the Red Bull or Test team. Listen carefully, people. This is what I would do. Cricket West Indies, if any of the key stakeholders are listening, a future Cricket West Indies president after Skerritt steps down, here is what I'm suggesting you do. Give the test coaching position to a West Indian. So if that's a shiv, it's a shiv. If it's an Andre Coley, it's an Andre Coley. Whatever, give it to a West Indian. Give the white ball job to an overseas transformational coach who has a clear CV and evidence um, Sorry, a clear CV and receipts that show their work in white ball cricket. I personally do not believe we have a requisite West Indian head coach to take our white ball game forward right now. The rest of the world has passed us already. I would go overseas for our white ball coach. And I'm telling Cricket West Indies, find whatever money you can to stretch the pocket a little piece. Find whatever pieces of, find whatever dollars you can to get a top tier overseas coach for the white ball team and give them carte blanche to change up the whole game. Test team, because we don't play any, we don't, it's not like we're playing a lot of cricket in red ball cricket, give it to a West Indian coach. And then over time, maybe that West Indian coach can then replace the overseas guy or whoever it is, girl, guy, whoever, that got that white ball job. Some of you obviously will say in the comments, Matt, you're talking a bag of fart. Okay, I may well be. I'm just saying that's what I possibly would do. But listen, people, I've given some names. I haven't really given you any overseas names, actually. So that's the challenge I'm giving to you as the fan base. Who are the realistic overseas coaches we could go for? Tom Moody? Someone like a Tom Moody? And actually, before I stop, here's the final thing. With the overseas coaches, we also have to remember that the T20 franchise leagues aren't just asset stripping the West Indies in terms of players. The T20 franchise leagues are starting to asset strip around the world, the top coaches. So the other thing that people need to think about is as much as we have a brand name and as much as West Indies cricket team is almost bigger than the game in so much as what we've contributed to the, the, the world of cricket in, in its history, right? 
it's not a top, top paying job. It's probably the hardest job to do of the established full member nations. Why would a top tier coach want to do the job when you can just go around the franchise circuit? So when I say something like, oh, maybe approach someone like a Tom Moody, why would Tom Moody do it? Tom Moody can collect his big bag in a UAE league. Then he can go to the 100. Then he can go to CPL if he wants to. Then he can go to Big Bash. So we also have to acknowledge that some of these top-tier coaches, they don't need international cricket. And as much as we are West Indies and we've got a historically important name, the big bag is elsewhere. So when you look, come into the comments below and say, oh, let's go for this person, consider that we don't have the law of the big bag or the lure of the big bag. All we've got is our name and the history behind it. And I don't know if that's a big enough draw for a top-tier coach, a winning coach, a top-tier winning coach. I don't know if that's a big enough draw. It will be for a West Indian because they are West Indian. But will it be for a top-tier overseas coach? Listen, people, I've been Mashal St. Patrick here at One Half the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. This is just a little discussion edition a little discussion episode to get people talking who would you go for when when we finally announce a full-time permanent head coach of the West Indies men's side who would you go for would you split the roles who are the likely options if we do go overseas get in the comments below let me know and before you go as I said at the start of the video like share subscribe help us on the road to 4k YouTube subscribers we're about 50 away and if you can spare any loose change become a patron of the Caribbean Cricket Podcast at www.patreon.com forward slash Cricket. stay locked in people this is our first real drop of 2023 we're back we're live we're live and direct it's the Caribbean Cricket Podcast people thank you and good night Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.